Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Somebody's messing with me again. No, Seriously. I, Good morning. Dave. What? I always thought you were the smartest person that I knew. And now I can't figure out the coffee pot. Now I take it all back. Is somebody playing tricks on Dave? No, Dave. Just That's like three times with this thing. You have to be smarter than the coffee machine. Listen, I'd love to argue with you, but if I can't figure out how to make coffee three times, and all three times you can go back and figure out how to make coffee, I got, I, you know what? <laughs> I got to take what's coming to me. Just the way it is. I feel very sad for you. Yeah. It took her like a minute. I, I don't get it. There's mm. something back weird there. Here. I had the thing in the Keurig. I had the little creamer ready. I turned it off, turned it on. You know, okay. Anyway. You want me to tell you what was wrong? Yeah. No, I can't. Because <laughs> it was dumb. Well, it won't make me feel any dumber than I feel. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's only, there's not like different levels of dumbness. I'm, I'm uh-huh. on the bottom level of the dumb chart. Okay. So, you know, when you put the pot in? The pot. The pod. The coffee pot, Yeah, yeah, pod, yeah, I right? did. Yeah. And you close it? Yeah. Well, if you turn it on and turn it back off, you have to open it and close it again. Well, how am I supposed to know that? How, well, because did, how did you know that? Because I know it's, you have to be smarter than the coffee machine. Okay, there you go again. <laughs> yeah, rub it in, why don't you? It's like two. two. Well, it, I, it's anyway, just something you. I know that I'm better at Dave than. That and his phone. Yeah, Make damn. feel good? Yep, and his phone. And yeah. all of his IT stuff. And all his IT stuff. Well, Rick, listen, truth be known now, since you've <laughs> s- seemingly jumped into the fray, uh, I, I, I am better at the IT stuff than someone in this room not named Kathy. Speaking of that, can someone hook my uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't get the phone. Yeah, go make get your caller track on. <laughs> I can't yeah. get the, the call Poor track Kathy. After all these years, yeah. he yeah. Can't get it. Now bust him like you bust me. This is your <laughs> Look no, at that's she, the, that's the Kathy's over at Rick's uh, station now right, trying to get you, his Kathy. caller track on. Seriously, after all these years being yeah. on here, you can't get the car. No, call him dumb too. I mean, let's both I'm be in the smarter than the computer. There you go. Rick, at least you gotta be smarter than a computer. I gotta be smarter than a coffee pot. Right. Oh, good morning, everybody. We uh, we welcome you to the show. Uh, 9.08 on uh, this Monday, this beautiful Monday. It is the 5th of October, 2020. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Going to hang around until noon today. Kind of nice to have a uh, Sunday off. Broncos obviously did not, pra- uh, did not practice. No, they didn't practice either, but they didn't play yesterday after the Thursday night game against the Jets. We'll talk about some of the interesting action uh, on the NFL slate yesterday. Two games tonight because the Kansas City-New England game uh, with uh, Cam Newton testing positive got moved from yesterday until tonight. Kind of interesting. People are making uh, a big deal about the fact that New England is flying out today and they've got to play tonight. And I know there's a big difference between high school football and NFL football, but listen – 
And we've 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 done that twice. Fly out the day of the game, early morning, go there, get a little nap in the afternoon, go play that night. I mean, that will not impact New England, period. Now, the fact that Brian Hoyer is playing quarterback might impact New England, but not the travel the day of the game thing. Yeah, and they'll they'll probably get on the plane after the game and, and yeah. fly back. Uh, so they'll have a short week to get ready for the Broncos, which they weren't planning on. Uh, they were supposed to play on Sunday. And it'll be interesting to see, too, if Cam gets cleared for the game on Sunday. I don't know what the protocol is for them. Um, but if he has, a like he, he say, a negative test Friday and Saturday, he probably plays. I would think so. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's interesting, the, the, the protocol that has been put in place. There are differing protocols seemingly around the country, right? I mean, Cam tested positive. You know that Cam Newton has been around that entire football team. Now, evidently, we're to believe that, and and they've been testing players on a daily basis. So Cam somehow got it, but then I think mysteriously – he did not pass it to – maybe it was one of the one of the player tested positive, but that player is now tested negative. So I can't – I, I, I just don't understand how all yeah. that works. But It is weird. And, and uh, reports are that the president will uh, be going back to the White House today. So when when did we find out that President Trump had tested positive? Thursday, Wasn't that last right? week? Yeah. Late? They're late Thursday, I thought. I don't remember now. It's just, Every day is a blur. I think it's we – Thursday, because we knew Friday coming in. Friday, I think – Friday, I think it was so Thursday. Known. Yeah. yeah, and now there's a report, several reports out today, as you said, Rick, that that he may be released to go back to work at the White House. Okay, what happened to the 14 day the quarantine, quarantine thing? Right. That yeah. everybody, that all of us are pretty much laboring under. Well, multiple people at that event he was at. There was like three senators that tested positive. Um, as of the weekend, there's three, and then like four people who worked for him who tested positive all from that event, right? I think it would be just, it'd be the same as like sending somebody home from the hospital. I, I think there'll be a quarantine at the White House. Maybe oh, he's okay. just working Maybe. in his own room. Maybe. Yeah, he'd yeah. be working from, you Yeah, know, good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, can I ask a question on Sunday Night Is this Football? Is coffee pot question? No, no, no. Yeah, sure. On last night that uh, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels were wearing masks the whole time. I saw that. I saw that too. So what was that all about? You know what? I could tell listening. They you actually could, wore well, those masks during the I could the tell broadcast. too. And I wondered that. I, I, was I, like, don't, I don't know. And then at the end of the broadcast, he said, I can't wait to take this mask off. <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard. It would be hard to call a game like that. Because they were far enough apart. They're not anywhere near the players. I thought that was weird. Yeah, I, I thought it too. Uh, I, I Initially, I didn't think they were spoofing, but I thought they might have been having some fun in the open, right? But then uh-huh. but then, as you listen to the broadcast, you could clearly tell, especially with Chris Collinsworth, you could tell that it, his, his, uh, it, muffled. Was, it was muffled. Yeah, I wonder if that's a new, is that a new guideline from the network maybe for the guys that but are the broadcasting? Guy, but, but the guys during the day didn't have that. On the same network? Well, I don't know. No, not the same network, but just the games earlier in the day. I didn't notice yeah. it. It was, yeah, I, I saw that too, and I hmm. I wonder what's going on there, unless maybe somebody in their crew tested positive and they didn't say it. I don't know. I, I but thought that's that, the first time I've seen that. Yeah, that was very, and then him making a comment at the end of the, like when they're getting ready to sign off, he goes, 
He goes, I'm, I can't wait to take this mask off. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. So if anybody knows, I mean, if you if you clearly have the answer, or maybe somebody has said that and we have missed it, uh, give us a call. But it was uh, it was bizarre. There, there was some pretty good action yesterday in the NFL. The Browns, Brandon Lang's pick on Thursday. They not only covered, but they won outright in Dallas. Dallas, for you Cowboy fans, you they they need to have a gut check um, of significance on defense. I mean, that that was one of the worst. I mean, I think the Browns are pretty good on offense, but that was one of the worst defensive efforts that I've seen in a long time. I mean, Cleveland ran for over 300 yards. That's just an embarrassing number. So I have no uh, dog in the hunt with the Cowboys. It is what it is, but man, oh man, that was that was rugged. Yeah, and they had some pretty high expectations for that team too. And brand new head coach, Super Bowl winning coach, and not looking good. Their defense is terrible. Oof. Just just awful. You're not going to win too many games like that. It's, it's been a weird year in the NFL already. You know, teams that you thought were good, uh, not, uh, you know, they're, they're like one and three right now. And, well, you know, teams that you thought weren't any good, playing pretty well. But it's going to be one of those years. By the way, ESPN is reporting today that uh, there were no new tests with the Tennessee Titans. So they were shut down last week, and uh, seemingly they've gotten a hold of that. So I had, I had a friend of mine call over the weekend with, with Tennessee uh, in a bit of trouble NFL-wise, and of course then Cam comes out and he gets tested and they move the game from Sunday and now they're going to play it tonight. He wondered if we were starting to see the start of the NFL sooner than later not being able to finish the season. I I didn't I don't get that feeling yet. I don't and maybe I'll never get that feeling. But I think the NFL will battle through this thing for as long as they possibly can. They've done a really good job for the most part even though the players are not technically quarantined. Just keep in mind as we said over 200 million dollars to each of 32 teams if there are Games played on TV during this season. Amazing. Doesn't matter who's playing necessarily. If there are guys out there wearing NFL uniforms, that's the ticket that each team gets. So they have economic incentive to do everything they can to battle through. Um, the reason why they had to wear a mask, just so you know, is that Santa Clara County mandates it's due to no social distancing. You have to wear a mask. So a county and state regulation, mm-hmm. but so, weren't uh, weren't Michaels and Collinsworth distance? They were distance in the shot that I saw. There, I mean, maybe it wasn't six feet. I mean, it looked at least four, but I don't can't tell in a TV shot. Wow! But that's what they're saying is what happened. Why they had to wear a mask last night. Hmm. So, but okay. I yeah, I, I I guess I didn't realize. I didn't think that they were in California. California has been one of the stricter states in the country. Uh, with their regulations. Yeah. Makes sense. No question. Andrew's going to join us on KOA News Radio. Morning, Andrew. Uh, good morning. I, that's what I was calling about was the um, restrictions in California. My brother lives in California, and they said that all of California is mandatory mass, just like Colorado and everything else. So that's what I was watching the game, first part of the. That's what they were saying. And Al Michaels and Chris Collins were, weren't happy about it, but that's what their choice was, I guess, because they had to call the game. 
So mandatory mask except with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. For the players. Yeah. So they, they gave they, they gave the players some sort of special uh, allowance, I guess, to play, but everybody else has to wear the mask. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Makes sense, Andrew. Thank you. They didn't seem too happy about it. <laughs> no, they didn't, did they? And, no. and Al Michaels is an older man. He's probably, what, 75 five or 6, yeah. yeah. 75. Chris is 65-ish. Chris is, yeah, maybe 63, something like that, 62, 63. I didn't see the, did the sideline reporter have a mask? Uh, it says here she did. Okay, so I didn't Michelle see her. Tafoya. Yeah, I didn't. Yep. I saw her sitting in the stands, but I didn't see her. She wouldn't be on the sideline, but... No, yeah, she was sitting, like, in the front row or something. And then if you watched any of the college games, Dave, which I'm sure you yeah, did, yeah, uh, some of those college games looked like they had a lot of fans in the stadium. And I wonder what's going on there. I think it was the Georgia game. I, f- I flipped around through several games. I think it was the Georgia game that it was most notable. They looked like they had a half a stadium. I... Uh... I didn't see a lot of that game, but that is the SEC, you know. So I'm not sure. Different state, different yeah. regulation. Where, where was the was the Georgia game played in Athens? Was I it thought in it was in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially the student section, it looked packed, and people sitting right next to each other, no masks. Hmm. And and there was a couple of games like that that I saw where. I guess it depends on the state you're in. They just it's looser restrictions than others. Yeah, excuse me. Yes, I would. Th- <coughs> no, I don't have it. Uh, yes, I, I would. Uh, I would think so. Uh, one other uh, tidbit of sports information, although I didn't, I didn't watch it. the The NBA, the Heat, com- comes back and wins Game Three. Jimmy, uh, um, gosh. Why, why, am I, why do I want to call him Jimmy Stewart? Uh, Butler. Jimmy Butler, thank you, uh, has a triple-double with a 40-point scoring outburst. Um, well, it, you're not the only one who didn't watch it. Did you see the ratings? I, well, I didn't see the ratings until this morning, and I saw the ratings for game, game two. The game one ratings were down. Game two ratings were 68% down from game one. So I, have we already seen what last well, night game was? Game one was down forty five percent from last year. If game two was down sixty some percent from game one this year, there's nobody. There's nobody watching. But they do have competition. Consider this: there's football, college, and NFL, which yep. they've never had to deal with. Like last year, that wasn't a factor. Um, football is still the king. Football sucks up most of the oxygen mm-hmm. in the sports world. So. Maybe that's a factor, or people are turned off on either the NBA and or the matchup. 
Yeah, it might be the matchup. I mean, a lot of people were were um, you know hoping either Milwaukee or you know a team that maybe is a bit more glamorous. I mean, Miami just did a great job getting out of the East, right? But Miami's banged up. I mean, Dragic is hurt. We're not sure if he's coming back. Uh, Odebayo is injured after week one. They say they may get him back for Wednesday night's game. But uh, it's it's weird because I love basketball. And I either just forgot it was on or I just didn't watch it. I watched the Niners and the Eagles. Too many other things to watch. Yeah. You know, and if you're not watching, that probably says a lot about everybody else that's kind of a casual NBA fan. Mm. There's just too much football on. College games all day long and then pro games and two Monday night games tonight. Right. First game, I think, starts 5 o'clock Denver time, Kansas City hosting New England. And then it's uh, Atlanta traveling to Lambeau to play the Packers. See, that line really moved. It's Which, now Packers minus six. Well, where was it? It was seven this morning. Now it's minus six. Ooh. So the money's going down on Atlanta. I don't see why. Well, Atlanta has to win sooner or later, right? They've got right. too much offense not to win a game. I mean, I don't know if it'll be tonight or not, but um, Green Bay's Green – Bay's, playing pretty good football. I know you always like to watch the line movement, yep. uh, and, and there's something to it, there's no doubt. Because the guys that are betting, these are people betting real money. You know, uh, uh, and a lot of them, um, when when the experts make a pick, I listen. Those, sure. This is how they make their money. These guys are professional gamblers. You know, the rest of everybody else, we'd kind of dabble you think in it. I, you and I would probably not eat on a regular basis if we were a professional Gambler? I think it'd be difficult. I think it'd be really difficult. Hmm. But you would have to do way more research. You'd have a team. It's a business. You know, you'd have to have a a business plan and all your your team together picking out these, making these picks and computers. You know, they get a lot of computer help doing it as well. We can't even figure how to turn a computer on. What do you say, we, Dave? Or well, the copy um, machine? You're t- you're- I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt by <laughs> including are, myself no. in your misery. Actually, you... You're trying to deflect you from are not very lack of uh, coffee machine. Yes, I, I, I f- readily admit that I am evidently coffee machine stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Three times, Dave. I know. Why? Well, I, I really didn't know you had to, you had to raise the, the gizmo and then well, put what, it back in the Are you just pushing buttons when they're not moving? You, you push one and then you push the other one. Then you, then you turn it off in the back. Yeah. You turn it back on. Well, you figured the turning off and on because I told you that the other day. Then you push one, and then you push the other, <laughs> and then you smash the hell out of it with the right fist. <laughs> no, it's, you know, yeah, but. Uh, I, I hope there's not an issue tomorrow because then it's really sad. You might want to just go back home. Let, let me just say this right now. Under no circumstances <laughs> will there be an issue. <laughs> I will not come in here and say, you know, I can't get this coffee machine to work. If I see no coffee in your cup, I well, know there's an issue. That just means I didn't want one. Yeah, that you didn't want to tell me. <laughs> yeah, he, he won't say anything. Yeah, that's right. I'll be drinking water. Oh, that's right. We don't have water up here either. Uh, 925 is the time. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. We say good morning on KOA. Now, Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Sponsored by the law offices of Dan Kaplis. On KOA News Radio, the voice of Colorado. Back on KOA News Radio, uh, News Radio, News Radio, News Radio, Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Monday morning, the 5th of October. 
2020. Um, pretty good football action over the weekend. And I missed the horse race completely. Did, did you even? No, never saw it. This thing has got me so out of whack with, like, what's coming on. I mean, normally, because they've changed, you know, the time of year and all that. So it was the Preakness, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. I thought it was the Belmont. Was no, it the Belmont? Hold on, let me look. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, look at me and you. But does it matter? <laughs> Not really. No, I mean, I, I always enjoy watching those three big races. You know, I'm not a huge horse racing guy, but I, I love the beauty of the animals and just to watch them compete. But I, I mean, I didn't even know it was on. And then I saw it, I'm like, wow. I do know that Authentic didn't win. He got beat. That in was the, the, in Kentucky- the, pre, in the Kentucky Derby, right? Or was that was that he, Saturday? Um, no, the Kentucky Derby was a couple. No, it was before, right? Yeah. Authentic <laughs> didn't win in the Kentucky. Did he not yes. win Saturday either? I don't think so. Was he in there? I thought he came at second. Hmm. I think it was a Preakness. I think you're right. I'm but anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, and there's just so much to, so much sports running right now. Yeah, just uh, there's almost too much. It's an overload. And we're, <laughs> and we're fixing to have more now as the Big Ten is gearing up to start their season. The Pac-12 will start, I think, after the Big Ten. Um, Looks like the Pac-12 is only playing six, six. games. I think yeah, it's a really short season. And then right into the, the the postseason, you know, conference championship, and then they hope to get a team into the, the national championship. We'll see. I think it's going to be hard for the Pac-12 with just a six-game season. Yeah, I think they probably have no chance yeah. to get a team into the Final Four. I mean, I, I wouldn't think. Um, maybe. Well, I'd have to go back and check the schedule. The, see, that's what things are so screwed up. We 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 are regimented in, you know, our uh, TV watching and sort of our daily routines, and in this this pandemic has completely taken us out of every sort of. Uh, you know, thing that we used to do. And so everything is, I mean, everything is different, obviously. Jim is calling, and Jim, Jim's got an idea, which I'm really thankful for, on a solution for the coffee machine problem that I seemingly continually have. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Dave, Dave, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I, I think I've got an answer. I realize it's going to be counterintuitive for us as guys to do this, but you know, drastic times call for drastic measures, all mm. right? Mm. You ready? Yes. Read the, read the instruction book for the Keurig. <laughs> read the instructions for the Keurig? Listen, I, I am I am standing I up for men everywhere when I say this. We ain't reading no instructions. I, we don't do I it. We that. just don't. That's, <laughs> I know. That's why I say it's counterintuitive. But dra- Because here's the thing, Dave. Here's the thing. <laughs> Is that if Kathy gets a whiff of a whiff of an even of a slightest whiff tomorrow that you blew it with getting coffee from that thing, she's not going to stay quiet. Well, she's not staying quiet anyway, let me tell you. And and she will not, Jim. I I, I assure you, she will not. If I have to leave the show and go to Starbucks and buy a coffee, I'll not tell her that I can't figure this out tomorrow. You won't have to tell her, Dave. You will know because women have this thing that they know this stuff. You don't even have to. She will. Why is that? 
He will beat it into the ground. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing left than a grease spot in the ground. Yeah. Dave, yeah. don't let it happen. Now, listen, I and Jim, thanks a lot for the call, and I think you're absolutely right. I think I deserve some sort of bonus or pay raise or something for always figuring out your problems. Why is it? I mean, seriously, why is it that? Because it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You could, you could make that general statement, and I think it would be true, that women can figure out Everything? Is it is it your mind is wired differently? Yes. Is yes. that what it I, is? I think I definitely think so. Well, you give up. Like you gave up. You're like, I can't get it. You walk back in. No, I smashed the coffee machine. I didn't. <laughs> I turned I, I turned it on. I took the plug out of the wall, put the plug back in, hit the, hit the thing in the back, which I didn't even know was there until the first time I did this. Turn that on. And then it just it said, no brew, no brew, no brew. And I'm like, what's 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 with you? And I'm talking to the machine, you know, so I didn't give up. So, I mean, well, I got good air. news for you, Dave. I went to YouTube and there's a video, how to make coffee in a coffee maker. <laughs> and it's got over 3 million views. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure it's got 3 all million guys. views? It's, it's all guys, men, I'm sure, right? yeah. Yeah. Like I could go to a place where there's a new coffee maker and I can figure it out. Like a coffee maker I've never used before. See, I've never, honestly, I've never been that person. Rick, are you that person? No, Dave, you know, uh, you know, I'm not. You That's I, why I asked you. I wanted yeah. some sort it's of Rick solace. Rick who needs his phone screen up there every day when we've been doing it for three years for him. Like, doesn't even notice what we do. It's just we're wired different, Kathy. That's just how it is. <laughs> really? The difference uh, between men and women. Like, it, it, when I'm at home, if I can't find something, my wife will find it in a minute. Now I'm looking all over for it, right? And she'll, she'll go, what are you looking for? I'll tell her. She'll have it in like a minute. Like, my husband will bring the remote to me and goes, it's not working. I'm like, well, did you reset it? How do you reset it? I'm like, did you check the batteries? And he's like, no. I'm all, so then how do you just say it's not working? Mm. Like, you have to, you know, you reset the the remote. You do the setup. So maybe we're not as patient as as a as a gender as you guys are. You, you think women, generally speaking, are more patient than men? I think, sure. I'm a, I think I'm a patient soul. You are patient, but not enough to figure out devices. Okay. You might be patient with people. I think I am patient with people. Yes, you are. But you're not patient with... Devices. Ob- devices and objects. and. We don't read directions. We don't ask for directions. I'm not, I'm not good at... I have a hard time, really. And I, I don't know if I have adult ADHD or what. But I have a hard time sitting down. If something comes and you have to put it together, like that's going to be Tanya. Because if I if I sit and read the directions, it's like okay, I get to like the third paragraph. I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> so I mean, what what are we doing? I, right, I, I'm what? the same way. I don't know what it is. So like, 
my son likes to do Legos and I'll do Legos with him and I'll sit there for hours. My husband's like, I can't get it. I'm like, it's easy. It has a one, two, three numbers on the Legos to build them, right? But you have to sit there and pay attention mm-hmm. to it. Who sang that song? One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, that's that old- how elementary. It's going to be, gonna I don't be. know, uh, that, it's easy, it's so easy. That's like late who 60s. Did that? <laughs> Mike, let's see if we can go through yeah, uh, who did Millennial that? Grants off today. One, let's see two, if we can find three. that song somewhere. What's no, the it's, song? It's a sing- one, one, two, three. Two, three. It's the song? <laughs> yep. It's called? It's a, single, it's a single male name. Yeah. One, two, three song. It's not a nursery rhyme? No. No. <laughs> no. Or maybe it was a called It's Easy. I thought it was one, two, three. It's easy as one, two, three. Like taking candy. Like taking candy from, from a, a baby. baby. There you go. Um, hmm. One and one is two. Yeah, uh, it's a guy named Jay Sean. Well, I no, never. Not no, not Jay. No, I, Jay Sean's a new. I never would have. He would have never sang that. It's and, easy as one. Jay Sean's. Jay Sean did the song. Yeah, but that's not the original. That's Rick. not the original. It couldn't be. Jay Sean has only been around. Jackson before. Five did it. No. No, that's ABC. Um, yeah, ABC's Jackson 5. Who did 1, 2, 3? Okay, now it's driving me nuts. Do, re, mi, ah, who did it? A lot of it's a lot of, a lot of people covered the song, but the original was a big hit. The original we was kids. like 60, probably 6, 67. Is yeah. it, oh, ABC, it's easy as 1, 2, No, three? that's no. Jackson 5. Baby, okay. Huh. Sing the song a little bit. No, you don't want us to do that. We've already done that. So driven away three of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll find it. We'll find it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look on YouTube. Len Barry. Yeah, that might could be. That could, it was like a be, guy. Yeah, yeah, it had one hit. Len Barry. I think it's Len Barry. Had one hit, and that was it. One, two, three. What year, Kathy? I'm looking right now. Len Barry. Can he pull up my? Can you pull up my pot of the my of my computer? What? Let me, oh, yeah, okay. So let me just get through You're this. You're going to play it? Yep. Let's see if you, this is it. Sorry, this ad's playing. Lynn Berry, 1966. There you go. Yeah, this is it. It kind of sounded like a Motown song. Yeah. There you go. Dave, you figured it out. I'm just crowd surfing, Rick. Couldn't figure out the coffee machine, but you figured out who did one, two, three. See, that's how my mind works. <laughs> Me too. You know, I love music. I think back to all that. Can't make a Keurig work. Can't well, do that. Wait, who figured it out? I figured it out no, who Len Dave. Barry was. No. You said, I said, is it Len Barry? And you said yes. You weren't even alive when that song no, came out. You can't I take credit it. for that. I could Google. I go- I'm taking well, then give, give, give Mr. Google the credit. <laughs> he knew. Uh, from the 719684, I was surprised that Michaels and Collinsworth didn't have their own masks with them anyway. They acted surprised about the whole thing. Yeah, maybe. They had sort of those typical masks that we see. Surgical masks. Surgical masks, yeah. yes. Yes. That's what I usually wear. I, did, I just prefer that one. We got a, we're, we're, I'm, I'm getting masks that are, uh, I, I, I call them, well, I call them Dickies. But are the, the a gators? Gator. A gator, gators. yeah. Gator. Okay, Dickies, Is that what you gators. wear on the sideline? Now I'm going to get all my coaches that because we have to wear masks for Friday night, first game. And we we wear masks during practice, but we have to wear them 
during the the game, and so mm-hmm. we're all going to have the same sort of thing. The Man, gator. The gator. They I, say the gator's not as effective, Dave. So you might want to. Not as effective as as the as surgical a three ply. Listen, I'm starting to get my ears tugged out. I'm fearful they're going to stay out. <laughs> I'm one of those things, you know, the mask around yeah. my ears that my ears are starting to creep out. I'm looking a little bit like Ross Perot. Do they have? So, <laughs> do they have Cherry Creek gators? I think they're like blue. I don't. We didn't put like logos on them. No. Oh no. I bet you they sell them though. Yeah, you know what? Our our uh, school, our touchdown club. Yeah, we'd sell them. Sold them. Yeah. But the one, the one I wear one of those during practice. I mean, it's got like a garment inside a garment. It, it's like it's hard as, it's hard to breathe. Yeah. When you're out there running around, the layered ones are. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Richard joins us on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Richard. How are you? Hey y'all. How you doing today? Good. That's wonderful. I need some professional help here. I got a four-pick parlay. I had Tulsa, Iowa State, and Arkansas, and I won all them. And I got Notre Dame on the 7th of November, Notre Dame and Clemson. Now, DraftKings offered me to cash out for 123 bucks on a dollar bet. Huh. And I was wondering, what do you think? Should I hang out? I've got Notre Dame over Clemson on the 7th. I'd take the money. Get out. I think so. Huh? I, yeah, I just. Oh, you're saying you've you've got Notre Dame to beat Clemson on on the seventh for a six hundred and fifty five dollar payout. No, uh, no points. No points. Just the line. I don't think that's going to happen. I'd take the money, but I yeah. Well, how much how much can you get out with now? Uh, on a dollar bet, I can get one hundred twenty-three dollars and eighty-four cents. I'd, I'd get my one hundred twenty-three dollars and eighty-four cents. No brainer. A little to me. gas money for a month, and here we go. Take your winnings off the table and bet another game. Well, here's the thing: I bet Tulsa, Iowa, and Arkansas. They were all the underdogs, and they all won. Well, Iowa's not playing. You took Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State, Arkansas. Huh. And you took you took Arkansas to beat uh, Mississippi State. I sure did. Well, hey, you, you, maybe you let it, maybe you let it ride for a dollar. I'm thinking it too. I just don't know much about Clemson or Notre Dame this year. I'm not following them. Clemson, at all. Clemson will be unless the quarterback gets hurt. Clemson's going to win the ACC and they're going to beat Notre Dame and they'll be in the college football playoffs. They're the number one team in the country. Yeah, well, that figures. And of course, I grew up uh, with you know my pop loved Notre Dame. And Clemson. So it's always a tough thing picking between the two. But uh, Clemson's number one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you got uh, incredibly lucky getting the three you did. I, if, if it's me, I take the money off the table. 127 bucks for a $1 bet? For a $1 take bet. Take the money, man. Four parlay. I had an eight parlay. I can't remember everybody. I got seven out of eight. It, if it would have won, it would have paid $116,000 for a dollar bet. Wow, you, you've done pretty well, Richard. Done pretty well. I, I don't think Notre Dame's going to beat Clemson. Me neither. But um, I, I didn't think Iowa State was going to beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma losing back-to-back games for the first time since 1999. And I'll tell yep. you this about Oklahoma. That is a storied uh, football program. Great tradition. I think Lincoln Riley's an excellent coach. But watching that game, that is the softest bunch of defensive players that I can ever remember seeing wear an OU uniform. 
They absolutely, in the fourth quarter, on three or four plays, looked for reasons not to hit the Iowa State player with the ball. I mean, it was astounding how how soft they were. I really like their quarterback, that kid Spencer Rattler. Yeah, he uh, he threw a pick at the end of the game, but he he's Big got time. a lot of. I think he's a redshirt freshman. He's a he young is. kid, right? Yep. Got a lot of uh, talent. I mean, big arm and can good run runner. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. They don't have a special back this year, and their defense. Woo. So, and they play Texas Saturday. And Texas is off to a bad start. I don't think they won a game yet, have they? Maybe one. Yeah, they lost their first game uh, Saturday this- against TCU. Oh, that was their first. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think okay. I think so. But, I mean, that... Uh, Tom Herman, who is the head coach at Texas, is really in the hot seat. Those people, I think they have unrealistic uh, expectations of what Texas football should be. A lot of those people think it sh- should be like it was back in the 60s. and 70s. It's not. It's not. But I don't know that Tom Herman survives this season unless he can win out. That's how hot his seat is. And the rumor is that Urban Meyer would be the next wow. head coach at Texas. Yeah, well, if you're a Texas fan, you might want them to lose then because if you're going to get Urban Meyer, you're definitely taking a step up. I thought it was interesting. He he was asked about Texas and kind of where they are and you know what what's gone wrong with Texas, and he was <clears throat> he gave a very honest answer on TV. He said, "You look at their recruiting classes every year; they're always in the top ten. They get four and five star recruits." But he said, "The way you look at a college program is to look and see how many guys come out of that." program and go to the NFL and not many from the University of Texas recently so he talked about developing players which whether he wanted to or not to me is both an indirect and direct shot at Tom Herman and his inability to develop players so will he be the next head coach of Texas that's what people are saying and that'll be about a 10 million dollar a year job yeah, and he'll turn it around. I agree. Everywhere he's been, he's been that guy. Yep. 9.54 is the time. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. We've got uh, one hour in the books. News is coming up next. We hang out till noon today in KOA. This is Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA News Radio, 8.50 a.m. and 94.1 FM. Back at 10.06 on KOA News Radio, second hour of the show on this Monday, the 5th of October, 2020. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee with you, hanging out till noon. 303-713-8585 is the contact number. Of course, the text line, um, if you prefer, 56690. Um, one, one 
quick texter, 719331. Our friend's daughter goes to the University of Oklahoma. On campus, it's business as usual. Full in-person classes, full dorms. Complete open opposite, excuse me, of CU. Okay? I didn't know that. Well, when you... when you, Am I on? Okay. No, yeah. not when, you, when you watched... Um, some of those college football games, you could see it's a lot different in some other states than it is here. Uh, it was uh, it was a little startling to see that many people, especially Georgia. They said it was only 20,000, but it, it looked like way more than that. And you know, it's just maybe having a different governor, different regulations and rules from state to state. You know, it looks like a pretty big discrepancy. Yeah, between the two states. Uh, here's here's somebody, Dave. Uh, this is about your book, by the way, which you can get. Where can you get your new book? If these walls could talk. Um, I'm a, Amazon. I'm guessing the usual I'm guessing, place. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. Amazon. Yeah, I did see it on Amazon. Okay, and and um, I guess I should know. Yeah, listeners and, and, and <laughs> fans, honest to God, fans of the show, you should check it out. It just came out, and a listener would like to know how they could get their uh, copy signed for their husband's birthday. No, listen, I'm, I'm happy to sign it. And, and basically what this is, I, I, uh, Arnie Stapleton from AP, who's covered the Broncos for a long time, he and I collaborated together. And this is just uh, a combination of stories over the years that uh, that hopefully will be entertaining. Some, some of them sort of behind the scenes. Maybe some of them you haven't... Uh, you know, you haven't been aware of or hadn't hadn't heard before, but uh, hopefully, it's a good read. It's a it's a short read, and um, you know, it's it's not not real expensive. So hopefully, Broncos fans will enjoy it. If these walls could talk, that's Dave's new book. Congratulations! Thank you on getting the book out. That's awesome. Yeah, we picked a good year to to launch it. Uh, you saying that sarcastically, Barry? <laughs> really? Well, that's true. You can't really promote well, it. Well, I mean, but, I but, guess more people are home now, so maybe they're reading that's what books. I thought. That's what I'd look you know at. What it. I mean? More Which people is are better, reading. yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's something I, I, I saw this morning on our, our show uh, regarding Tommy Lee, the drummer for Motley Crue. Right. And we've all known people who could really put away the liquor, and we've all known people that have had you know serious drinking issues as well. I've never heard anything that even compared to this. Tommy Lee revealed how much he was drinking before he sobered up. And and this is this year, by the way. This isn't what he was drinking when he was a kid in Motley Crue. He was drinking two gallons of vodka a day. That can't be real. It seems impossible to me. That can't be real. I think that would kill... If you, if you drink two gallons of water a day, you're floating. That's That was the point I was going to make. It's hard to drink a gallon of water. How do you drink two gallons of vodka? And live. And, yeah. And he said he, was, he said he was drinking out of boredom. Which seems weird, too. Also weird. He said he stopped because his wife was scared, uh, wondering if he'd wake up in the morning. I can't. I just don't see hmm. this. Th- he's got to be exaggerating. Yeah that that would not seem that would not seem to be possible. No, not that we want to challenge him, but two gallons, two gallons, two gallons of anything a day. Maybe he meant two bottles. Even that would be a lot, a lot. But yeah, 
Two bottles. How, how old like is Tommy a, Lee now? Fifty-eight. He's. This is a fifty-eight-year-old man. He says drinking two gallons. Chronologically, of how old do you think he is? Eighty-eight. Yeah, by Motley Crue years. That's yeah. He's <laughs> in his eighties. <laughs> he has led led an interesting life. Yeah. Yes, he has. Way. There's no doubt about that. But I just, I, I just that just stunned me when I read that today. Mm-hmm. And it can't be true. Can it? No. Couldn't be true. Well, listen. I mean, you know, you know better than I do. Uh, the music industry, the entertainment industry, they, they, it has all sorts of ath- the athletic business has all sorts of sordid tales about partying and guys being able to sort of move through various stages of their life. And so there, there are some that don't live to be old, but still two gallons a day. I, I just, I think that is almost humanly impossible. I would. Think I think so it too. is too. He must be. He must have exaggerated. He maybe he meant two bottles. But it's quoted, drinking two gallons. Drinking a gallon of vodka is 128 shots. Oh, my God. So that's one gallon. So he's drinking 256 shots mm-hmm. a day. No, there's no way. Yeah, I don't think you could build up. I, I don't mean, think you could. Uh, you couldn't get a tolerance built up that high. Yep. It would kill you. And by the way, for the, for the, um, for the lady that would like me to autograph the book for her husband, uh, and she wanted to know how I can accomplish this, I'll tell you what, we'll uh, maybe this week call in the show or text in the show, and uh, Millennial Grant will be back, and we can sort of figure out a way to do that. I'm happy happy to sign it for your husband, So, because we didn't really tell her other than I'm happy to sign it, how to do it. Yeah, and if not for COVID, you'd probably be doing a signing somewhere, I would think. I, th- I think there's a couple of, now this is interesting, I think there are a couple of virtual signings, which I have no idea what that means, that are already <laughs> scheduled. Um, Maybe they send you the book, and then they, the, while you're signing it, they are Zooming in with you. I, yeah. Maybe yeah. so. And then you send right? it back. Yeah. So they could just see you sign their book. Oh. And they could say, who would you like sign it, it made to, out to? Okay. Yeah. Like, would you like it make out to Bob? Or what would you yeah. like me to say to Bob? You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll give you a little more information on... The, one of those is coming up next week, I believe. Okay. So... Okay. Oh, I mean, I yeah, let it, us know so we can tell people about couldn't it. Couldn't you do a signing somewhere if you're wearing a mask and the people walk up to you, wear a mask, you sign it, hand it back to them? I, I'd be I'd be happy to do that if, if it were deemed safe by yeah, the bookstore. Yeah, you stay six feet apart waiting in line. Yeah. I mean, you see lines right. everywhere. I just saw lines at Bonnie Bray Ice Cream yesterday, about 50 people in line. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Over the years, I've had... More than my fair share of Bonnie Bray ice Me cream. Me too, but I saw all those people in line thinking, wow, that's a long line to wait for ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a uh, texter said, I used to own a liquor store and had a customer that drank two 1.75 liters a day. That's a lot. That but seems, that's not that's, that's not, not gallons. That's not gallons. No. How, how, 1.75 liters uh, I'm oh, lost on this one. Yeah, me too. I'm not into the metric system. By the way, one last uh, one last Take- blowing my own horn. October 15th, there is a virtual signing at the Tattered uh, Cover Book. Virtual signing. Okay. Yes. Four liters is a little more than a gallon. So yeah, so he's so this guy's drinking about a quarter or so a gallon, and Tommy Lee's drinking two, two gallons. gallons. Huh? Impossible. So, From the uh, 303-946, I drink a gallon of water a day, 
And it took me a while to train my body to make that happen. I can't imagine two gallons of vodka. No way. No way. I agree. I agree, too. From the 970219, if these walls can talk by Dave Logan, they would say, put some underwear on. For God's sakes, that nightshirt isn't long enough to block that site out. Okay. The nightshirt reference the night shirt never back. gets old. Let's see how you're working here. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, make sure we we know when these virtual signings are so we can talk about them. Yes. I know you Yes. You got a lot on your plate right now, but I think people would uh, be interested. Hey, Rick, you know what I say? It's It's good just to have a plate. You know what? Today, it's good to have anything. It's good to have, uh, that's right. Good to have a uh, a plate. We had an, we had a uh, we had a texter uh, text us about LeBron James walking off. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The court during the NBA Finals. I saw something happen with that, but I didn't watch and I haven't. He, he, walked, he walked off with about, uh, I don't know, 10 seconds or so to go. Oh, the- like pouting? He wasn't very happy. Uh-huh. I mean, I think I think it's probably, and I'm I'm a LeBron fan, but I think it's probably not a great look. I wouldn't think so. You know, that you're leaving your team out there. Yeah, uh, frustrated. I mean, I'm sure the Lakers thought they were going to come out and roll the Heat once again, and they'd be up three games to none. But uh, it was the first time in Laker history, I believe, that they actually, in a single game, took more three point shots than two-point shots. They took 42 three-point shots last night. Wow. So that's just not working hard. It's not it, – I think I think it's settling. I think it's mm. – what it is is you get caught up with, hey, knock a few of these down, we're going to win. These guys are banged up. We're better. We're bigger. This is just – you know, this is just a matter of fact. This is how it's going to go. And it didn't go that way. So I think for game four, I think the Lakers will pound the ball in the paint and probably – win the game because they're they're bigger and they're better and it'd be another title for lebron and i agree that's where that's where it's all headed and where does this rank him in his uh, history of greatest players of all time he's got to be he's in the conversation no question no doubt about that and you know i'm i'm also very impressed with how great he still is at his age he's a fantastic athlete unbelievable he can do everything on the basketball court he's 35 years old Right, I, they're they're. To my knowledge, I don't think we've ever seen a combination of athletic ability and size and strength um, ever more obvious than LeBron James. Now, is he a great shooter? He's not. I mean, people want to compare him to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had a had a scores mentality. 
Um, I, I think Jordan was a better scorer than LeBron. LeBron is an all-around player. I think, you know, I think you can make the case and feel pretty good about it that he's the best all-around player for what he does. I mean, he can he can play if you need him to to cover anybody for a stretch of time. He can do that. He he if he has to play a post defensively, he's strong enough and big enough. He can do that. He's quick enough and agile enough as an athlete that you know they put him on uh, Jamal Murray in that game the last five minutes. That was a tough matchup for Jamal. He's very smart. He's basketball savvy, and he's just an enormous. Lee talented athlete. So yeah, I, I I I mean he's in the top, I think, three players of all time. That's where I'd rank. So this would be their fourth, his fourth yep. NBA championship. Yep. And he is 35. 35 years old. And when when you look at how good he still is at 35, he can do everything still. Uh and you're right, he is a multi-dimensional player. If he hangs around another year, wins another one, I don't know, man. They're going to be talking the GOAT, I think. It's going to get tougher, right, because he's getting a little bit older. I mean, Golden State's going to be back next year. You're going to get Clay back. You're going to get Steph back. Um, the West is just difficult, to say the least. I, I think the Nuggets, honestly, if they can find a shooter, which I've been saying for the past two or three years – I mean, I, I like this Nuggets crew from top to bottom. I really do. Kathy just read the text. Yeah. 720-550. <laughs> Kathy, thank you for bridging the gap between us and the old people. Stan the man. Somebody needs to teach them how to make coffee. Okay, With Stan. the Keurig. Yeah. Thank you, Stan. Uh, 303 Hopefully you have some stories about your time with Hastings in the book. Well, honestly... And I talked to Scott uh, a couple of weeks ago. Not, not really. It's not. This is not like a biography of any sorts. This is just my recollections, at least some of them, of covering the Broncos. So it's a Bronco-centric book. Some of the stories over whatever it is, thirty plus years covering the Broncos, calling Broncos games. So won't be many stories. And if I ever write that book, Scott would be a prominent prominent uh, feature in that book. Yeah, you probably have to get uh, written permission from him <laughs> to tell some of those stories. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Absolutely. You and I could do a good book uh, about, yeah. about our past broadcasting experience. Mark is going to join us on KOA News Radio. <laughs> What's up, Mark? Hi, gentlemen. Hey, um, I have a good insight on how much people drink, and it would astound you on how much people can drink. Uh, I work in a hospital in an ICU, and... Actually, one of my pulmonologists has a good way of asking people and finding out how much they drink. And it's ru- routinely people will he'll ask them, so how much do you buy and how often do you buy it? So the commonly people will say, oh, I buy a case of handled vodkas eh, about every four days I buy a case. Every four days? Every four days. Wow. That's a routine answer. So let me ask you that you said you work in an emergency room or a hospital? Both. Okay, so wh- what what is a what what would the blood alcohol content need to get to the BAC where you as a, as um, a doctor, a nurse, somebody working in an emergency room or hospital 
would be really concerned about the long-term, even short-term welfare of that patient? Well, it, it depends on how much they've been drinking and how long. If you get novices, they're out at, at 200. It's completely, but where we've seen the long-term alcoholics, some of the street people that come in, 350, and they're able to answer questions. A blood alcohol content of like 0.350? Yes. Wow. Wow. That would kill most people, right? Kill a horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. They, they, you know, uh, you know, a teenage girl who you know, went out with her friends, whatever, and drank two beers, you know, they'd be, you know, passed out with, you know, two beers or three beers. And, huh. you know, that's barely anything with the blood alcohol content. 0.35. So do you believe this story about Tommy Lee? Two gallons of vodka a day? I do. People can do that. Really? Wow. It, it beats, cool. up their, beats up their body bad, but I, I see people do it. And the reason people drink like that is they start to shake and get nervous and start to go with, through withdrawals when they're not drinking. So they get mm. up and, and they're, they're starting to come down and they start to shake. They have to do something that, that stops those shakes. And, you know, when they just to kind of a, lead it over to COVID, where they said they closed the bars and closed their liquor stores, I was telling my, my doctor friends they can't do that because we don't have enough adamant in the hospital to treat all those people going through withdrawal. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, – uh, and thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. That's, that's some scary stuff. Uh, from 719-649, my blood alcohol content was once 0.54. I am now six and a half years sober. Well, congratulations! Wow, on that. I, I mean, that you got to be, you got to be in danger of dying. I can't imagine I mean, that. I just can't imagine it. Yeah, and congratulations on your sobriety. Absolutely, that must have been hard, to really see. hard yeah. to kick when you're drinking that much. And the one thing about liver, your liver is, I believe, the only organ that can regenerate itself, and so. Hmm. But, I mean, I, I can't imagine how much damage you did to it drinking that much alcohol. I can't imagine how you would be functional with a BAC of 0.54. I, I mean, no, I'm not even sure not how you'd all. be able to stand up. I guess no. if you have years and years of of drinking alcohol, you develop a tolerance just like anything else. Unreal. Huh. Uh, another uh, texter just ordered your book. Thanks. By the way, there are lots of... if. These Walls Could Talk books, add Broncos to the search. Yeah, the, these books are done in in a variety of markets, and they're done a lot of times with like the play-by-play voice of that market's uh, professional team. They're done in baseball. They're obviously done in football. I, I haven't seen basketball done. They're probably done there as well. But um, appreciate that. Good. Now we got the word out. Word is out. 1025 is the time. Contact number 303-713-8585. Text us at 56690 on KOA. Now, Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Sponsored by the law offices of Dan Kaplis. On KOA News Radio, the voice of Colorado. We're back starting the last hour of the show on this uh, beautiful Monday, the 5th of October, 2020. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee at 11.06. Let's head to the UC Health Center and talk with a guy that uh, got his first start um, last week in uh, in New Jersey against the New York uh, Jets. 
played well, and that is uh, Broncos quarterback Brett Rippon. Brett, thanks for your time. It's Dave, Rick, and Kathy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I talked to you a little bit after the game, um, and I want to know a couple things. After you had a chance to go back and review that film uh, and, and critically look at, look at your play, what, what things did you see? Obviously, the picks you'd like to change, but what things did you see that you thought you did pretty darn well for this being your first NFL start? Yeah, you know, I think uh, after watching it, it was kind of what I expected. You know, there was a lot of good and, and some bad in there as well. Um, and I think, uh, you know, if, if I can eliminate the, the, the mistakes, obviously the picks, um, you know, and just be a little bit more consistent that way, um, you know, I think we'll have a have a much better chance for success. And that being said, we still put up, you know, 37 points there. And I thought, you know, yep. everybody did a good job of, um, you know, keeping their nose to the grindstone there, especially when things got tough in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, I thought we showed a lot of grit coming back there on that last drive and, um, you know, getting a field goal and then finishing it with a touchdown was, was awesome. Hey, Brad, it's Rick Lewis. I call the games with Dave. Congratulations uh, on winning your first start in the NFL. That was a, a really gutty performance by you. And and I was wondering, you know, being on the practice squad and being a quarterback in the NFL, you don't take hits in practice. You took a lot of hits against the Jets. How did you feel the next day? Uh, you know, I was pretty sore. But, you know, I've been playing this game for quite a while now. And, um, you know, I think that, that that just comes with the job. You know, you got to be tough. And, uh, you know, when I see other guys, you know, I see the other 10 guys out there playing hard and, you know, our own line is, is grinding every single play. Melvin and, and Royce are grinding every single play. The receivers are sticking their nose in their block. Um, you know, for me, it makes the soreness a lot less, a lot less, uh, you know, painful because those guys are out there doing just as much as I am. And, um, you know, they're, they're working hard to try to get wins, and so I think that's the mentality you got to have. Brett Rippon is our guest. I asked you after the game, or it might have been in the pregame show that I did with you about your time at Boise State. And, and I think most people that follow football would acknowledge that Boise State runs a, a, what they call a pro-style offense. And so it, it's got to be different, obviously, taking that next step up. But, but how much of a head start do you think, if at all, you had running that style of offense for four years and now in in the national football league uh doing what you do yeah you know i think it's definitely a head start um you know i called plays in the huddle in college uh which i think is a you know a big adjustment for a lot of guys um you know especially with being in a game um you know you break the huddle when you are in huddle with usually 20 to 15 seconds left most of the time. And so it gives you a little less time to process, you know, what the defense is doing and different things like that. Whereas if you were in a no huddle offense in college, you know, you're kind of seeing everything, um, you know, guys aren't usually, they're not substituting a whole lot. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, it, it definitely has helped me, you know, I'm able to feel like, you know, I'm, I understand, you know, all right, I can see what they're doing on defense that they're substituting. Um, you know, I can process quickly and, um, you know, try to get, uh, try to get my my head in the right place before the plays uh is called there and um so i can process and make a good decision you've got uh well you have 10 days to get ready for this game coming up this weekend in new england going into the jets game did you actually have any practice at all because on that short week it seemed like there wasn't going to be time uh yeah no we we were walked through for 
really the entire week. I think on uh, Wednesday we got out and we did a little bit of routes on air so I could, you know, feel um, the receivers a little bit, try to get on the same page with some of the timing routes and different things like that. But um, it'll be great to have, you know, a full week of practice this week. And, um, you know, I'm just going to go out and try to try to get better and learn from my mistakes, not make the same mistakes. And, um, you know, hopefully we can come out there and play our best game on the, on Sunday. We're talking to uh, Broncos quarterback Brett Rippon here on uh, KOA News Radio. I'm not, and and don't I don't you don't need to be too specific here, but just generally speaking, how many times during a game would you? And gosh, you've started one NFL game, but you've been you've been around this team now for more than a year. Would you be required to change the protection at the line of scrimmage? Generally speaking, uh, yeah, I think it, it you know it really depends on the team and um, you know the feel of the game and. A lot of the times, um, you know, I think we do a great job of understanding here, you know, the structure um, of what the defense is that we're playing that week. And usually the O-line is going to have a call on where, um, you know, I'm not going to necessarily have to change it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if, if, if something does show up, that's, that's why, uh, you know, being a quarterback, you're in the job of fixing things. And, um, you know, if it, if it has to happen and I need to change the protection, I will. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I think I just like to know, you know, where my hot throws are, um, you know, when I'm going to be hot. Um, and, you know, it's kind of depending on the situation, you know, we can change the protection if I need to get a throw downfield. Hey, Brad, I read uh, somewhere that when you were a kid, you had a poster over your bed that said NFL or bust. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I don't, I'm, I'm actually not sure if it said NFL or bust. It said something along those lines. Um, but it was really just a kind of a motivational thing for me to get up in the morning to go to 5:30 workouts. Um, it's just kind of the first thing I would see in the mornings, and you know, obviously this has been a dream of mine for a long time. And uh, you know, I think that <laughs> that story kind of kind of blew up there. But uh, you know, that was just that was just a little thing for me to you know tell myself that uh, you know if you want to get where you want to go, you gotta you gotta be able to work hard and get up out of bed. No doubt about that. I think before we let you go, last thought, I think people would have an interest that that obviously never have played in the NFL or and don't really know, but from from a backup quarterback's perspective, when you get into a regular week, right, when you come in, I mean, the quarterbacks come in on the day off, but when you start, when everybody comes in and you start to work on Wednesday for a game on Sunday, from a backup quarterback's perspective, tell our audience how many reps, normally speaking, Will a backup quarterback get with the number one offense on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and even Saturday, getting ready for an opponent on Sunday? Uh, usually none, uh, and that's with the number one offense. Now, the the scout, uh, the backup will usually get most of the scout team reps, so you will get some live game reps, but you're not getting any, um, you know, with the one offense, and you're not usually running any plays from um, the offense or the game plan that week. So. Um, you know, it's definitely something that uh, as a backup quarterback, you just have to understand and make sure you're taking the mental reps so that if uh, you do get your number called on Sunday, you're ready to go. Yeah, it's a tough job. And you're running the scout team, but you're running the other team's offensive snaps at that point, correct? Yep, yep. Very good. Brett, yeah, you played well, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to seeing you uh, in uh, Foxborough coming up on Sunday. Stay healthy, and thanks a lot for your time. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You bet. That's wow. Brett Rippon. Uh, I, I wanted, I knew the answer to that, but I wanted him to explain it because how difficult 
it is for a backup quarterback. I mean, Jeff Driscoll did it when uh, Drew Locke got hurt against Pittsburgh, right? Came in. You, you're expected to execute the game plan, and you've had no reps on that game plan with the number one offense. And that's just that's just how football generally is on, on almost every level, but especially in the NFL. The backup quarterback, man, has a really difficult job. No reps, and yet he's expected if something happens, hey, get in there, and you, you better get in there and play well. So this would be the first game he'll play with actual practice time, reps. You know, they have 10 days to prepare. And it'll be interesting to see how he's able to process all of that. Just listening to him right there, it's easy to see. He's a very bright young man. Yep. Uh, he's obviously uh, played a lot of football uh, in a pro-style offense, which you mentioned, Dave, at, at uh, Boise State. And he also sounds confident. He, 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 he's got all the intangibles you would want mm-hmm. in your quarterback in the National Football League. And I think he's got accuracy. I think he's got um, he's got a good sense of what he's looking at. I, I do think that even though the league is starting to get more and more uh, interested in the the shotgun and the spread sort of looking offense, um, it's still going to be a league that plays are called from the huddle unless you're in a two minute uh, situation. And I think guys that have the experience to call plays from the huddle are really ahead when they come to the league. Very difficult uh, for some of these young quarterbacks that are used to simply never being in a huddle. Their team goes to the line of scrimmage and they stand in college, and it's effective in college. I'm not saying they shouldn't do this, but they look over and there'll be either signals sent in or there'll be guys holding big placards uh, and I, I will so I, I will forever remember a conversation I had with Paxton Lynch, and it might have been the first quarterback show that I did when he was starting. I don't remember if it was a preseason game or the the game that uh, Trevor Simeon got hurt, and then he came on, and then he started the next game against Atlanta. But I said um, I asked him, "Hey, give me just give me a typical play call from when you were at Memphis," and the play call honestly, was something like Green Rhino Batman. I said, okay, Green, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was that brief. I said, so does does Green Rhino Batman call the protection, call the route concept, call the snap count, call the formation? Does it call all of those things? Yes, sir. Thinking this kid's got to be. I mean, he's now in the NFL where your where your 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 play call. I mean, is honestly about fifteen words. That was rookie year. That was his rookie yeah. season. But right then, I'm thinking, oh man, this is this is going to take a minute and a half or so for him to be be able to function in the huddle with all this. But you know, a lot of colleges, they, that's how they run their offense. Green Rhino he, Batman. He's not the only one. No, but. Somehow these these quarterbacks coming out of that type of offense, they do figure it out once they get to the NFL. Paxton Lynch seemed like he struggled with it from the beginning and never got a grasp of it yeah. for whatever reason. I Correct. Don't, I don't, I'm not saying he's dumb. I'm just, for some reason, he just didn't get it. You know, some said that he he wasn't a hard worker. Uh, I don't know that to be true, but I, I people have told me that. That was sort of the narrative coming out of um, his years here in Denver, right? Yeah, that, that was yeah. that was from people that would know, that did not like his 
work habits. I think we're safe in saying that. I mean, if you're going to be a starting quarterback in this league or you aspire to be a starting quarterback, it's, uh, as, as some of these veteran quarterbacks have said many times before, it's a lifestyle. It's not, you know, you're not on scholarship anymore. You don't just show up, you know, if the meeting's at 9 o'clock and you get there at 10 to 9, uh, you got to get there early. You should be one of the first, if not the first guy in the building, and you should be one of the, or if not the last guy to leave. And then when you go home, you got to get in that book. You've got to, you've got to acclimate yourself. And I just, based on things that I was told as well, I just don't know that Paxton Lynch ever completely understood that. From the 303-885, Dave and Rick, this is the backup. Sounds more composed, intelligent, and ready to be the starter than half the quarterbacks in the league. I agree. I agree, too. Very impressive. You got to interview him before the game. Uh- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Thursday night. So you had a, a pretty good feel about what he's like. That's the first time I've had a chance to talk to him. And yeah, the confidence level, the football IQ, it's all there. You know, and and I'm starting to feel more optimistic about this game on Sunday in New England uh, with Cam Newton out, them playing a game on a, on Monday night that they didn't expect to play. I and with the way Brett Rippon looked against the Jets, I'm you know everybody wrote that off as a loss. I'm I'm starting to feel better about it. From the seven two zero two zero three. I think gimmicky offenses and their play calls, like what Paxton Lynch had, is why most college quarterbacks fail in the pros. I, you know, I think that's, I think that's true um, in a lot of cases, and I do think the league has done a better job in recent years, a handful of years, of uh, taking some of those concepts um, and and implementing them into the NFL style of offense. I think, I mean, I think what Andy Reid has done, and I, didn't, I, I don't. I don't know Andy's play call, but I mean I know this. It used to those those play sheets used to be very long. Play calls used to be long. So, but I think they've taken some of these young quarterbacks and they've they've boiled it down a bit and they've enabled them to to play in in a really freewheeling sort of way. How much weight do you give the Wonderlick test when it comes to the quarterback? Because that was that was a red flag for Paxton Lynch. I believe he had an 18 on the Wonderlick, hmm. and uh, which is pretty low for a quarterback for that position. And some people just kind of poo-poo that test, like you know, it, it's really there's no real consideration there. What do you what do you think? Did that was that a concern for you when that when you saw his 18 Wonderlick? Like, well, it did. I did raise my eyebrows. Okay, all right. right. I, I do think this. I think some. Some NFL off. I mean, the, the whole idea is to put your player in the best position to succeed, right? It, it's you. You have to tailor your offense to fit your players' capabilities. It, it's it doesn't work the other way around. If you've got, I mean, some of these guys. I mean, some of these old school offensive coordinators in in this league. Some are still employed. Some are, you know, retired. If I could show you their play sheet. And what they're asking that quarterback to do, you know, I mean, a guy like Peyton Manning, 
can do it. A guy like Tom Brady can do it. A guy, I mean, but those are the elite guys. You get some of these young dudes that look at that, they can't even get the play call out of their mouth in the huddle. Remember the old NFL film when um, John Gruden is the head coach at Tampa Bay and uh, Sims, Chris Sims, was a draft choice down there. And, it, I mean, it's it's hilarious. He's Gruden is reciting the play, but then he makes that quarterback after Gruden calls the play. The quarterback can't just go, okay, on two, on two. No, no, no. <laughs> you got to recite what I just recited. And for Chris Sims, who's a bright guy, I mean, it was comical trying to hear him recite what John Gruden had just yeah. said. So you, you've got to tailor make your offense and the terminology to the point that the player's athletic ability and what he does, but his skill set can shine. And I think some coaches think it works the other way around. Here's an interesting one uh, as we will tell you it's 1123. Dave and Rick, 303 842. What are your thoughts on the brawl that occurred during the Giants Rams game over a long running family feud? between Ramsey and Tate. Uh, I saw clips of that. Mm. Jalen Ramsey um, either used to date or was married to Golden Tate's sister. And they split. Ramsey left Tate's sister when Tate's sister was pregnant, I believe, with their second child. And so they have had, as you would expect, a running feud. I mean, Golden Tate does not like Jalen Ramsey because of how Jalen Ramsey treated Golden Tate's sister. And then they got into it. I mean, I'll I'll tell you this, Jalen Ramsey had a tackle on Golden Tate that he about drove him through the turf. And then they got into it after the game. But you sort of knew that was coming. I didn't see it, so I I have no comment on it. I am aware of the the personal issue between the two of them. I, I, I... I guess I'm kind of surprised it would spill up. Was it a brawl like the whole, the teams? And oh, wow. It, it wasn't really a brawl, but but both teams congregated, and, right. and there was some pushing oh, okay. and a couple of swings, and it didn't last all that long. Hmm. But there's there's obviously some, some hard feelings <laughs> yeah, I there. I would say so. 970-219, so the Broncos should have tailored their offense to Paxton. It would be a coloring book, and he would be eating the markers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not a big, you know, that's, Lynch that's fan. the problem, you know, evaluating college talent. The The physical talent is obvious. Uh, the work ethic, maybe not so much, but you'd think you would have talked to people and they would have said, oh, yeah, he works his butt off. And then the smarts, that's a little trickier. You know, that's a little trickier to be able to figure out if a, if, if a guy is a smart player or not. So, and there's been many teams that have whiffed in that category on quarterbacks. Many. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems like it's about 50% for first-round quarterbacks. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. It's 1125 on this Monday morning. Glad to have you with us on KOA. This is Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA News Radio, 850 AM and 94.1 FM. We're back at 1138 on KOA News Radio. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Bradley Chubb's going to join us now as uh, we have a chance to talk with uh, the outstanding linebacker every single week, sponsored by PDC Energy, a Colorado oil and natural gas company with 
Colorado values. I'm sure he knows by now, but uh, watching that Cleveland game yesterday, Nick Chubb, their outstanding running back, went down. Uh, today it's, it's uh, reported that he suffered an MCL sprain and he will me- miss the next six weeks. So the good news is doesn't need surgery in that. The bad news is he's a hell of a player and the Browns will miss him. But Bradley Chubb joins us now. Bradley, it's Dave, Rick, and Kathy. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm good. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, how, how have a few days off treated, uh, treated your body? And, and what, what do you do from the time you get back in the wee hours Friday morning uh, until today? What, what's, what's the routine like for you? Man, uh, those those couple of days, like for sure, helped me out. I got some good, much needed rest in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just been like making sure my body's right, and uh, we got the had the early game, so uh, it was still a little nicked up from the Tampa Bay game, and then nicked up from this game as well. So just took time just to really relax and sit down and get massages and do treatment as much as I can, and just try to stay on schedule as much as I can and, and help my body out as much as I can as well. Hey, Bradley, uh, man, you had a, a fantastic game against the Jets, uh, maybe one of the best games of your career. And it seemed like from week to week, we could just see you just getting stronger, getting better, just a little bit every week. And it all came together for you Thursday night. Yeah, for sure, man. Just going throughout the whole process, is I had some frustrating days, and some good days, some bad days. And just to go out there and and leave it out and feel like I did on Thursday. It's just, uh, it's just amazing to see because of the fact that I know where I came from and I just want to keep working and keep getting better. You know, I talked to you after the game and uh, I asked you, because I certainly, you know, calling these games with Rick, I was thinking it, 3.08 to go, your team has a two-point lead and now the Jets have the ball. And I was thinking, okay, here, here we go again from a defensive standpoint. Here's an opportunity to close this thing out. And you you mentioned in our postgame chat that you you guys actually talked about that on the sideline yeah for sure i mean because us players know man like you never want to keep having the same thing happening i feel like we're gonna get over that hump of being a, a team that just plays close versus a team that wins those close games we had to step up as a defense and we can't let the same things keep happening um we've been in that situation like you said too many times and we just didn't want it to happen again bradley as one of the leaders on the team uh it it sure looked like the the Jets were taking a lot of cheap shots in that game, and you know got pretty chippy at the end there. Um, and you being on the defensive side of the ball, I'm not sure you know what you could do about that. But it did look like you guys were really into it, really emotional there at the end, and trying to you know trying to protect your quarterback because they were really really going after him and hitting them late and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, man, it's crazy. Yeah, so you never want to see stuff like that, man. At okay. All, but... But yeah, we could we could just control what we can control throughout the whistles and, and let the other people do what they want to do after the whistle and stuff like that. Um, like you said, it wasn't it wasn't cool at all. But I'm glad that's behind us now. We could just move on. So uh, this week, a uh, you guys got a lot of time to prepare for New England going back uh, back east to play the Patriots. And man, everything is so up in the air in the NFL right now with the COVID thing. With Cam Newton testing positive, are you guys hearing anything at all if he if he's going to be available Sunday? Uh, yeah, we haven't heard anything, man. To be honest with you, uh, we all asking the same questions within the locker room and who's going to play and who's out and stuff like that. So I mean, like you said, with this Corona stuff, man, it's crazy. You know, it's hard to like really um, focus week by week because you never know who's going to be in, who's going to be out with Corona and stuff like that. So. Um, man, we just we're gonna be be prepared for anybody, but uh, hopefully it's, it's Cam back there, so it could be. You know, what I'm saying it's one of the one of the greatest to ever play this game at quarterback position. So it'd be cool to get out there and play 
uh, somebody like that. So hopefully he does. But if they don't, I know they got a guy in Justin who will step up and uh, we have to get out to him. We're talking to Bradley Chubb, uh, outside linebacker for the Broncos. We do this every single week. Um, you mentioned the COVID-19, and I know you guys are talked to, uh, have been talked to starting the season about the importance of you know, doing the right thing when you leave the facility and all that. I mean, is, is that a continuing conversation? Are you reminded uh, a lot during the week? Do players talk about that in the locker room? What's, what's that process been like as the season has gone on? Yeah, we try to remind each other all the time and try to stay smart and, and stuff like that because at the end of the day, we, one person's selfishness could mess up the whole team, and we nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be that one guy that does that. So everybody's pretty much staying um, within the means of what we can and cannot do and uh, being smart about the whole thing. So your social life has probably suffered quite a bit, I would imagine, <laughs> off the field. Yeah, suffered, suffered a lot. Suffered a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can get that back going in the offseason right now. we got some stuff to handle, so it's all good. <laughs> you know what? That's a good way to look at it. Hey, listen, man, we appreciate your time. We'll uh, look forward to talking to you this week. Good luck on Sunday. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. You do, too. That's Bradley Chubb. And, again, we talk to him uh, every single week. Um, he, he really – Rick, you brought it up, what a great game he had. And he did. Now, people, again, it's sort of human nature to say, yeah, but, yeah, but they played the Jets. Yeah, but top two tackles were not in. There was a, yeah, but there was a guard that had to go out and play. Ta- all, all that stuff, while true, in the big picture, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter who you play, and it doesn't matter who's you know, playing the position that is trying to block you. It matters how you can impact the game. And this was the first game this year that really you and I sitting there at Empower Field and Mile High with our crew and nobody else, uh, that you just got the sense watching that game, calling the game off the TV monitor, that he really impacted the game. That was sort of Bradley Chubb at times in his rookie season, which was good to see him bounce back physically. Yeah, he was dominant in the game. Uh, I've, I'll see if I can find the stats, the final stats for that. But he he had a, a lot of quarterback hits. Uh, and, of course, they gave him two and a half sacks. I thought maybe he had three, but it looks like uh, they 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 reevaluated that and they split a sack with, was it Shelby Harris, I believe? It was. Yeah. So, But it, it was, to me, that was the best game I've seen him play in the NFL, which is a really good sign coming off of that uh, ACL. And uh, Bradley Chubb was the was the player of the game. Uh, on defense, no doubt about it. He was the best player on the field on defense in that game. Yeah, by far. No, I I, uh, I agree. I agree. From the uh, 719 on our text line, please give a definition of a pro-style offense. After all, there's nobody dominating the NCAA with the wishbone anymore. But yeah, a pro-style offense uh, is one that uh, a quarterback, first of all, you're calling you're calling the play from the huddle. Right, you you're identifying in the huddle protections. Um, you will have hot reads in a lot of different scenarios. Um, you might not have two backs in the backfield. You might have eleven personnel. It's more the style of offense that we have come to know over the last maybe ten to fifteen years, and it differs from what a lot of colleges that run the run the no huddle offense. And again, I I think that's fine. I think colleges can do it. I think it's it's easier for the quarterback, frankly, to not have to get in a huddle and just look over. Some of the colleges use half-field reads, where in the NFL, I mean, there are some 
concepts that that require half field reads. But a lot of times, I mean, you've got you you know you've got one option, two option, three option, depending on the pre-snap read and the post-snap read of that quarterback and receivers. So that that would be my my definition of the pro style offense. You do see the wishbone in high school a lot, as you know. I mean, it's still a, a, an offense or a variation of it mm-hmm. uh, that works. Uh, you see with the academies, even though yes. it's not the wishbone, but it's a run-centric offense built on the quarterback making the right read in terms of does he give the ball to the fullback? Does he pull it and keep it? Does he pull it, keep it, and pitch it? And those things require time. The, the, the funny thing about that is in college football, what makes Air Force and Navy and Army so difficult uh, to prepare for is normally you have less than a week, right? So teams in college are not used to seeing yeah, that style of offense. It. And your run fits are so important when you play teams like that. So you, you don't see a lot of Division One teams. You saw Georgia Tech before this latest coaching change run that with Paul Johnson, but not many Division One teams. It's it's hard to find players that want to go. Players want to spread out and throw it a million times, and they they don't want to line up in a condensed set and just pound, pound, pound. That that football uh, for a lot of kids is not very appealing. So if you're a running quarterback, then you're going. You to might an go academy there. school, or or you might go play baseball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, academy academies, I mean, there are some school. I mean, I think Georgia Southern still runs uh, a variation of the wishbone. I think there are some small, there are some FCS schools that I believe run it, but it's, it's, it's more rare than ever. It just, you know, you think, I mean, think back to when you and I were kids, Oklahoma and Texas, both ran the wishbone. Let me ask you this now. Try to try to picture this, Dave. Last couple of minutes here. Say for one game, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. They they completely flip their offense into a wishbone style offense, a college type offense for one game. Would the would the opposing team be able to uh, figure that out by halftime and adjust for the second half and completely shut it down? Or would they get a good enough lead in the first half? I guess it's, I don't know. I think I think it would, if I understand your question, from a defensive standpoint, when that team came out and ran that, the first series, there'd be, there'd be a lot of wide eyes in the booth yeah. upstairs right. and on the sideline, like, what the hell, what's going on here? Then they'd look at their iPad after the first series or two and try to get into, um, you know, a better, a better, suited defensive front. Now, two things would happen. I think one of the reasons that you don't see this sort of thing, even even sort of as a change of pace in the NFL, one, in that style of offense, your quarterback is going to get hit almost every single play. So as he rides that fullback in and that defensive end is coming, and even if he gives it to the fullback, that defensive end is going to put a lick on your quarterback a lot of times. So the NFL pays their quarterbacks way too much money. Yeah, they don't want that. They don't want a 265-pound linebacker putting his helmet under the chin of a guy who's making 25 million. You know, like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray'd say, "Listen, love you. I'm going to go play baseball." And Kyler Murray can throw the ball too. So I just thought maybe if an NFL team would surprise another, even running it for a quarter and a half, and then just go back to your regular offense where maybe you could get a 
a 10 nothing, 14 nothing lead on the board before the defense could adjust. Then you just go back and run your regular offense from there. I think it's harder. I mean, I think it's it's very difficult to try to game prep on offense or or defense. Well, the defense ostensibly wouldn't know, but on offense, you'd have to. I mean, a lot, of, very few. I mean, stop. And I said this before. Stop and think about this. When Tim Tebow took over as the starting quarterback uh, for Cal Orton, and then within one week, Tebow played, and the next week, they got into a lot of the zone read stuff. That's hard to do, even for NFL coaches, and I have great respect for them. But to Im- implement basically a completely new offense in a one-week period of time, because they saw the previous week that Tebow was not really suited to run the offense that Orton had been running. It's just not his yeah, thing. It was, it was amazing what they did. Man, it was unbelievable. And, and uh, the other team's defenses had trouble with Tebow. It took them a long time yeah. to figure that out, right? Now, when they got in the playoffs... Obviously, went to New England, and New England figured it out. Um, I mean, teams teams will figure it out. The longer you do it in the NFL, the more tapes out there, and you get guys that want to stay up really late and get up really early that are going to figure out how to stop you. So, might be a little, you know, might be interesting to see a change of pace. But you'd have to have the right kind of quarterback, like the quarterback, the backup quarterback for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, right? The kid yeah. up from Oklahoma that started at Alabama. He could run some of that. And you don't have to run it from underneath center like the old school sort of triple option. Some of the stuff that we see in the spread nowadays with the motions, it's still, there's a there's there's a part of that that is option style football, which is difficult for a defense. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Doug Peterson, the Eagles coach, implement, you know, a handful of plays for Hurts that – really test your run fits on defense when he comes in. Saints have a guy, have a guy like that too. Uh, is it Hill? Yeah, Taysom Hill. Yeah, I think he, he would be a guy that could run that as well. No doubt. Um, Play quarterback at BYU. Speaking of the Saints, did you see the Lions blew a 14-point lead? I was thinking of you. I, yeah, almost, I, I almost texted you yesterday when it was 14 nothing and said, man, look at those Lions. My, my dad was sick about it after the game. Uh, and the Saints scored 35 straight, by the way, yeah. if you weren't paying attention yesterday. 35 straight, Lions lose the game. The Lions have blown four consecutive double-digit leads now with this head coach they got, Matt Patricia. They've now lost 11 out of 12, of 11 out of their last 12 games. He's not going to be long for this That's world. That's what I'm thinking. And, and I told my dad, I said, if that happened here in Denver, that coach is gone. They wouldn't keep a coach. They should have got rid of him after last year because he took a 9-7 and seven team and basically ran them into the ground. Yep. And this is how they're starting this year, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it through the season. Hey, just because you're a heck of a defensive coordinator, I mean, and he was for Bill Belichick, how many Belichick assistant coaches have gone on to have even reasonable success as head coaches in this league? Um... Not can you name well a couple? I still think Josh McDaniels will be a good head coach. Romeo Cornell had a couple of moments as a head coach. I mean, Charlie Weiss not really had nope. had one good year with Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, it's a good point. You know, they just they just Patricia hasn't done very well. And the Lions went all in on their GM is also a New England guy. Yep, and he hired Patricia, so he'd have to fire his buddy 
that's going to be difficult to do as well. And so maybe he does last the year, but maybe Lions fans suffering once again. And that is how we're going to wrap up our show here on KOA News Radio. Thanks a lot for being with us. Mike Wolf, thanks for filling in for Millennial Grant. Doing a great job, and we appreciate you. For Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee, I'm Dave Logan. News is coming up next, followed by Mandy Connell. We're back tomorrow, 9 a.m. on KOA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.